Hello. How are you? What's up, cousin? What's up? What's up? What's up? Nothing. 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 So, all, like I said, this this is already recording. Okay. So into it, because I know you're a busy lady who has <laughs> who's a boss, and you got other things that you gotta do. Oh my God! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so. Uh, first, I'd like to, you know, introduce everybody to another phenomenal dads. I have a very special lady on the jack with me today, Miss Christina Brunson. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm like smiling ear to ear as you're introducing me. My I wish you, I said I was smiling ear to ear as you were introducing me. Oh. Oh yes, yes. I, I've been I've been working on in the mirror every day, like trying to get my my introduction game up. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, uh, thanks for um. You know, I know we've been kind of talking since I actually first started doing this, and I appreciate you last minute hopping on and you know allowing me to interview to be yeah allow you interviewing you today. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anytime. All right, so I use what I usually do is I usually do like a quick backstory just so that my listeners know who you are to me and you know how I came up with wanting to talk with you today, if that's okay with you. Oh, this is gonna be good. Yes, I'm excited to hear the yes. story. <laughs> Great. Okay, so uh, Miss Christina is actually my cousin. Uh, from my father who married her cousin. So we're actually cousins through marriage and uh, been cousins for a very long time. Oh, actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like we're even cousins through marriage. I feel like we're cousins through blood. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yep. So every, every, time, there, every time holiday comes around, especially since you started, uh, you know, hosting at your house, I've, I've been trying my best my darnness to uh, come show my face and, you know, be around the people who actually enjoy me being around, you know? Yes. And I feel like you always bring the entertainment. Like you always bring the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause I don't, I don't, I, I'm so antisocial when I get around people I actually want to talk to, I can't stop. I just remember Thanksgiving a couple years ago with Aunt Cindy. Do you remember? Oh my God. <laughs> it's just never a dull moment. Yeah. And I just remember like, you know, going on trips with you, like as we were growing up. And then I'm like, so grateful that as we grew up, we were able to still stay in contact and do holidays. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, this, and, and I usually tell people it's, it's never like a situation where, I don't want to be around people or I don't want to be around, you know, you guys. It's just life, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it's like we could always pick up and it's just, it ain't nothing, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's the best people to be around who isn't, who are, are not going to hold you accountable. I can't say accountable, but hold it against you that, you know, you are the way you are or your life is the way it is, you know? 
yeah no I feel you and I think that's the beauty about like family especially friends like as I grew up I think because I was I'm guilty of being one of those people like oh my god if they don't call me often then they clearly don't care about me but then as I grew up I'm like no Christine like people have life going on right now like stuff that you don't even know and it's not all about you because when I was in my 20s now that I'm 30 you know I'm different and I just turned 30 but (laughs) you all here now I'm all here now you know I'm a little wiser but no I get it and I just really appreciate like having a space where like if I needed to call you, I could call you, I could text you. I could, like, yo, yep. TJ's having a half birthday. You like Christine, what is a half birthday? But you still show up with your sons and like still entertain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, no, because they need to they need to know like they have other family than the ones that they, you know, see that come to them, you know? Yeah. So, it, it's good to know that they when they get older, they they still gonna have people that are connected to them, you know, and that's, that's when you get old, when you have your family and you get older, you start to make your own traditions and, you know, incorporate the people who are going to be there, you know, that's pretty much all you can do. Absolutely. So what, uh, what I wanted to get into, what was my reasoning for uh, bringing you on was that I uh, wanted to kind of um, talk about your organization that you've been doing for, for, how long has it been? I feel like it's been as long as your adult life. Right, like. right. Yo, because you remember like, you were at my kickoff bowling party on 69th Street. Do you remember that like five years ago? It's not there no more. It's not there no more, but you was there. Do you remember? I was there, but I was just saying, if you go there now, they're building like a, a office complex. Yeah, so many memories there. I remember that. I remember that uh, it was a hole in the wall, but it was such a great event. Yes. And it was for, for such a great reason. Yeah. So I tell everybody that I've been like, I feel like I've been pregnant with Purple House Project for five years. But I feel like I've given birth for four years. And I say that because when you, the bowling party that I'm talking about, we didn't even have a name for the organization or anything. The, the purpose of the bowling party was to raise money to file the official paperwork and so um, I remember you coming and everybody was like, what are we here for, Christina? And I was like, I'm starting an organization, don't know the name of it yet, but I know that I want to work with domestic violence. And so that was back in 2000, October 2015. And then we raised $1,000 and we were able to get our uh, 501c3 paperwork and we became incorporated and official October 2016. So. Yeah, I so, so you got an I, you got an INC on the end. I got INC, you know, capital I, lowercase NC, you know. <laughs> okay, it's major with the period. The yes. <laughs> so, uh, the Purple House, um, the organization you were saying, like you, you guys deal with like, um, is it is it more so like helping helping like domestic violence victims, um, like find housing or. So we do a little bit of everything, right? So our mission is to strengthen, empower, and transition women who are impacted by intimate partner violence. As you as you know, I still work my nine to five. I'm a social worker. And so what usually happens is that we collaborate with the local women's shelters in the area to see like what the needs are at that particular shelter. And so there's a shelter right here in Darby called Mother's Home that we collaborate with, you know, a couple times a year. We do like underwear and diaper drives or hygiene product drives whatever they might need and then recently we started to branch out to north philly um and do programs there so usually what happens is i collaborate with local shelters every once in a while 
someone will give someone my phone number and we'll call they'll call me and ask me for a tangible resource like oh hey we need help with getting our groceries for a month or we need um assistance with pointing into direction of like affordable housing and so like I'll refer them to people but a lot of the work we do is like referring um and just building like collaborations and connections with people so that when clients come to us we're able to say like hey we might not be able to help you with this but here's a resource that can yeah you, you guys already built that partnership partnership up and you have you know you you've been around for a while so i'm pretty sure your name is is out there and everything you know yeah it's going good and you know a lot of our family works in the helping profession so it's nice because like right. the shelters that we just dealt with were the shelters that chris and ed work at so that was cool mm -hmm. and then um you know, another shelter that we deal with is the shelter that one of my really close friends is the director of. So it's just been a lot of like connection because wow. I don't believe in reinventing the will. Like I just want to add to it. And so I'm like, okay, what y'all need, we can, you know, try to fill in the gaps with what we, what we have. Yeah. Cause then if you try to do that, then you know, you might bite off more than you can chew. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what, uh, what made you want to start the organization? I think it was a combination of a lot of things, right? So um, you're really close to JJ and I'm sure you're aware of like the domestic violence that his mom, which is my grandmother experienced, you know, growing up. And so just like witnessing that and like hearing about that and then like hearing about my mom's trauma and experience with domestic violence and like having to, you know, take a look at it as I was doing a genogram in college. So in college, we had to do like this genogram. And it's basically where you, it's kind of like an in-depth, family tree but you like write out everybody who's in your family you talk about the different things that happen so if there was like substance abuse if there was violence if there was mental health and so you would draw certain lines and just looking at my particular lineage like you know from my mom to my grandma like it was like a direct impact you know to the women closest to me so thinking about that and like how that trauma impacted who they were, you know, the way we grew up. And then when I was in college, one of my first assignments was to work at a women's shelter, like of domestic violence survivors. And I just really enjoyed it. And then right after I graduated, one of my first clients was a DV survivor. So it just kept on coming around. And I think what I noticed was like a lot of the services, like, they offered emergency services. I think that we as a country do a great job offering like emergency services. Or like, here's a shelter for you. Here's an emergency. But we don't really focus on like the holistic part of it. So like what happens after the person leaves? What happens to their children's children's children? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, how does, how does that? The generational curtain aspect of it. Yeah. And so, you know, we at Purple House Project want to get to the root of it and to treat all parts of it, right? Because like, while I wasn't physically abused by, you know, the people who abused my grandmother and my mom, what that impact looked like for me as a daughter, like knowing that or hearing about that. Um, and, you know, like the untreated mental health that comes as a result of it, not talking about it, you know, and so like, I think that I was like, I want to normalize the conversation, like what you're doing right now, like normalizing conversations that we don't have in our family providing tangible resources that like impact the entire person in their community. Cause I think that's the way we're going to like move forward is if we treat the whole person and everybody attached to them. So that's why. Um, yes, because 
um, you know, I feel like if the if the conversations were normalized and we had those healthy conversations with our children, um, we probably would have a, a, a more, you know, inclination to go and get help and go seek therapy at a younger age opposed to waiting until we become full adults with families ourselves and, you know, trying to navigate that and be a regular human being. Right, right, yeah. And that's what I love about, like, our cohort of cousins because I feel like we, we will talk about stuff that, like, I was just talking to Felicia the other day, like, me, Felicia, and Ebony were talking about, like, we're going to talk to our children about things that have happened in our lives because not only does it affect us, but it also affects them. Like we was talking about like, just like health things, like how parents don't talk to their children about like different health concerns that they have because they want to protect their children. But like that impacts the child because when you go to the doctors, they'll ask like, Oh, do you have a history of like cancer? Do you have a history of this and that? If your kids don't know, they sitting there telling the doctors, no, we don't. But the reality of it is, is they do, but their parents never told them. So like, just trying to normalize the conversation about like trauma and it's okay to like get help and things like that. So I think that's, you know, a big part of the reason why I decided, you know, it was out of my pain, you know, that's why I started. Yeah. And when you don't focus that and use it to a benefit, um, cause at the end of the day, we're, we're going to have to eventually break some of these curses that we have. And um, after my mom passed, I learned a lot of, a lot of her history growing up um, as a child that she dealt with from her mom. And I thought about, wow, if she actually probably, you know, went and got help or talked to me about this, then I would have been able to combat a couple others, you know, a couple situations differently opposed to just walking in the, in the room, you know, with the lights. Right, on. right. And I think it's sad because I think that like our parents genuinely feel like they're protecting us from it. And that's why they don't tell us. And I, like, I hear that, but I'm just like, is like, do you protect us from the initial ouch or from the long-term ouch? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's going to hurt regardless. You know what I mean? So you might as well just step on this grenade now, tell us, process it with us together instead of us. Like you said, like 20, 30 years, like, why did you have to hear about this once your mom passed away? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I can't talk to her about it because she ain't here no more, you know. So right. Like, but that's 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 a lot of us, and uh, I had I had one 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 gentleman a guest on here, and he had a lot of you know dealing with a lot of stuff from his childhood, like when it came to his dad, you know, his dad not being there for him as a kid, and you know, I told him I said, well, only way you're going to get through how you feeling is you're going to have to have that conversation with him, and that next week his dad passed away wow. before he even got a chance. Him. So, you know, now he got to deal with that and not being able to have had that final conversation with him, you know, so it's uh, in a point, you know, maybe it's it's selfish that we aren't having these conversations with our kids because we don't want to relive them, but it's not doing, I mean, we've already been through it, so it's only doing our children a disservice. Right. You know, I even had to um, tell my son because he got mad about his mom or something. I had to explain to him, you know, maybe she's looking at you to be this different person. Right. Maybe she's looking at you to be better than, you know, how her dad treated her or even how I treated her. Right. And she might take that on you and you you being a kid don't realize it. But when I explained it to him, he, he was, oh, that makes sense, dad. Right. You know, uh, me just being like, oh, your mom's just a 
this person and she's just a mean person. That's not gonna that's only gonna put that image in his head, right. you know. So um but that that's great that you 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 have a legacy now um that you can, you know, pass on and and and, and give those tools to your son so that he doesn't grow up and, you know, you know, uh beating on women or emotionally beating on them or uh you know, or he knows the the signs that's going to help him get out of situations where he's not being the victim. You know, because men are they can be the victim. Absolutely, well. absolutely, yeah. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's like a really good thing that the work I'm doing, but then also I feel like I'm like hypersensitive as well. So like for example, my son, I think he was like two or three years old, and um, he was in daycare, and he like some little girl hit him, and then he hit her back. And all I heard was that he hit her and I like lost all my marbles. I said, TJ, you do not hit women. You do not hit girls. Da, 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 da. And so like, they had to like ring me back and be like, okay, Christine, like he, it was literally, he was two years old. He did this because like, you know, because someone did this to him, like this doesn't mean this, this you know what I mean? And so it's interesting. Cause like, I have to like have a conversation with myself too. Like, okay, Christine, he's three years old. And yes, it's important to tell him about these things. And it's also important to remember like he's two or three years old. Like, yeah, so it's gonna be a gift and a curse, but I feel like it's definitely way more of a gift, and I feel like he'll appreciate it more. You know, seeing the type of woman that you are, and you know the what you're trying to do for people, and you know that's gonna help them be better people. You know, so um, that's huge. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I love it, and one of my favorite parts, like. So Purple House Project just received a few grants this year, which is awesome. Um, I heard that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to get you on this line before you know I, I had to be talking to oh, an agent. Oh, never, never, never! You always have direct access to me. <laughs> but no, one of my favorite parts about the grants is that like I get to hire people I know. You know what I mean? So like one of my friends um, was our caterer, and then like another one of my friends was our community educator. And I bought my t-shirts from another friend. Like, you know what I mean? So I just love being, and like wow. Ebony is like my grant writer. Like, I just love being able to like circulate the money, like, you know, around people I know and that I love. Um, so, and you know, I'm going to be promoting your podcast on our website. And so like, I just, that's my favorite part is that like Purpose Project is literally a tool that I get to like bless other, other you know, entrepreneurs with. Like, it's not just my platform. I get to share this platform with so many people and bring awareness on so many different levels. Uh, disclaimer: I did not uh, interview this woman to get a free uh, ad spot. I just wanted to throw that ad, that that disclaimer in there. No, I um, I was talking about Ebony. I was like, yo, we were talking to, um about the interview right before I had it, and I was like, yo, I'm so excited for this interview. And and Ebony and I were talking about like how it's not enough platforms like what you're doing and so how we're so excited that you chose to because we know you got a story to tell and you is gonna bless so many people it's it's crazy because i didn't i didn't expect well i don't know i don't know a lot of i don't know anybody it's the, the crazy part is there is a if if i say like oh it's like oversaturated but i don't mind i'm not in it to you know for whatever you know, a lot of people are in it for is literally th- these are conversations I have with a lot of people on a daily basis. So my, I might as well let everybody else 
listen so that they understand that it's they're not just going through these things alone and um they can hear the words of somebody that they either know or who they don't know that may look like them or may not look look like them that have the same experiences because at the end of the day it's not about the color that makes us who we are you know it's about our souls and how human we are you know so um that's why like you know if you look at history of humanity there there's certain things that have always they've never been you know watered down due to like racism or anything like that it's always been music and and, and right. books you know so now you think about it instead of you reading a book you listening to a book that's all right is, people's stories you know? yep so, and their point of views so yeah. i'm not, yeah and it's crazy I've, i have so many men who they 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 want to get on and they you know that's why i've been trying to get a lot more you know women on black women on who um are in that field of what i'm in you know like yourself and um you know, Ms. Lakia, where you have something to talk about the same thing that we're, what I'm talking about, but from a black woman's voice, it sounds to me more richer than, you know, hearing myself, you know, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate hearing your perspective. You know, I, I think one of my favorite parts about like when we get together for the holidays is just like talking to like you and Danny and JJ, like we joke around too, but then like also y'all my big cousins, not JJ, he my little uncle. But, um, you know, y'all able to, like, provide me, like, insight, and, you know, we joke around and stuff, but, like, a lot of the stuff y'all share with me is, like, real stuff, um, and I, like, appreciate, like, having, like, positive male, you know, men in my life who can, like, share, you know, and it's important to have that, you know, because I will never say, like, oh, we don't need men for X, Y, and Z, because that's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, I think that there are some phenomenal dads out there. I think there are some phenomenal men out there. And I think that you and the um, people in our family are definitely like true testaments of that. And like, I always really appreciate y'all perspective and, and y'all support, you know? Right. Um, and that's, that is, that is the huge part. And um, at the end of the day, it's like, you, you, you want to make sure that the women that are in your family that you care about, that they're, you know, they're they're good, and you gotta hear it from a, a other standpoint opposed to just hearing it from a, a man's, you know, from a, from your own standpoint, right. your friends. Um, you know, on on top of that too, um, I, I wanted to, you know, also ask you, um, you know, what what are you looking like? What's 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 the end all be all of 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 purple? I was like, what do you what do you think that what do you want to be the um, when it's all said and done, what would you see it as? Ooh, legacy, legacy, right? Um, so I think it's so interesting because when we first came up with the name for Purple House, it was, it is Purple House Project PA. And then I was just like, what's the PA for? And I was just like, oh, cause it's in Pennsylvania. And I think someone a while ago was just like, oh, do you think, cause you know, I used to live in Arizona for seven years. And so, I mean, not for seven years, seven years ago I lived in Arizona. And so they were like, do you think you would ever like, you know, have across the country? And I was like, that's a great point. Cause you know, I love to travel. I'm always somewhere. I got friends all across the country. And so we, um, today I woke up and I was like in this really interesting place where 
like I was like nervous and excited all at the same time because we just like one of the biggest grants we've ever got just hit our business account this morning. And so like our business account has never seen a number like that before. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board, think about my why, remember why I'm doing it. Cause I was super nervous and I was telling Ebony, I think I'm nervous cause like I'm in a realm that nobody in my family has ever been in before with a business. Um, and so when I first started, the goal was to create transitional housing, right? So after, I used to tell people, I want to be the step after the shelter. But um, so, technology. So, no, you you were saying, like, um, you know, where did you see the end goal or where, where did you want to see the, the growth of Purple House? And you were telling me, like, as far as you wanted to be after the shelter, like that was where you where we left off at. Okay, yeah. So originally, I wanted to just be the step after the shelter, right? Like you know, get a couple houses, and then as people moved out of the shelters, you know, we would like have them in there for a couple of years, and while they're there, provide holistic services like mental health, vocational, all kinds of stuff. We still want to do that, but now my goal, and now my goal is to get like an actual facility and um, call it the joy source and joy two parts because it's my middle name and also this idea that joy is something that happens from within and it's like everlasting and so I want to create a building where we will offer like mental health resources access to emergency services linkage to job trainings and things like that a community garden like all kinds of services all under one roof so that's my like short term long-term goal and then eventually, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like having Purple House projects throughout the United States, right? Like, you know, adopting this model and like having it in like Arizona and Texas and all across the country. Yeah, that's that's major. I'm I'm um I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited too. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, that's our our long term goal. That well, what's your what do you think like your uh what are you looking at like five years? So I I said that once my goal is when Purple House Project turns seven, I would love to be cutting the ribbon because you know we have our annual awareness walk Purple Path. I think you came a couple times, um and so you know at our annual awareness walk slash resource fair that's usually like the first Saturday in October, and so I would love the first Saturday in 2023 to be cutting a ribbon. So three years that would be my goal, but. We'll see. It's going really good. I have my eye on the property and, um, you know, I recently just applied for a really, really big grant that we didn't get, but then we started getting all these other grants. And so I think I'm just going to go back to the drawing board and um, figure it out. But yeah, I would love like in the next couple of years, like two to three years to be phasing out of my full-time job and into doing Purple House Project full-time. No doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, you speak in existence and the good thing is with everything going on right now, it's the perfect time for you to, you know, focus on your, um, you know, being, you know, financially free and not having to punch a clock, you know? Right. Right. So I've been paying down my debt. So that like only thing I'll have is like my mortgage and utilities kind of thing. So yeah, that's the goal. That's huge. Yes. And doing like speaking engagements too. Cause I like last month I had the privilege of doing like a presentation for a professional uh, society. And so I think that I would like to like incorporate that into the services of Purple House Project, like 
not only working with the clients, but working with the people who work with the clients. So I had a presentation where I worked with other social workers. And so I think I would like to continue that as well. So it'd be two parts, like the client work and then working with the professionals who work with the clients. Well, you think about that, that's, that's, that's going to help you um, build your confidence. Yeah. And then on top of that too, it, it puts in a different light of what why your organization is different than other organizations. And that will help you get, I, in my opinion, I feel like that will help you get those grants that you've been turned down. It'll probably help you out a lot better because your name, you know, a lot of times it's, it's your name. It's not what you do. It's your name. It really is. It really is. You know. Yeah. In this in this world, you know, you still got to think about you're a black woman mm-hmm. and, um, you know, even though you handle your business, you know, differently than other black women, you we all go in the same barrel together, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. That's true. That's real. And like, just dispelling those myths about like, you know, black women and like how we handle business is real. And it's sad that like, when you come to the table, like on top of having to be at the table, you have to dispel those myths to the people at the table and to like, I know there are some times where I have to like talk to myself before I get to the table. Like, Christine, you deserve to be here. You you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, you know, it's sad, but it's the reality. It's the, it's the PTSD that you see every single day that you, that since you've been on this, on this earth, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was just talking to someone like about what, how, and people think I'm joking, but I'm so serious. Like I get really nervous right before almost all of my events I get nervous before all my calls and I was like oh my god Christine you've done this da, 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 da. but I still get really really nervous and um I, I really believe it's because like nobody in my family has done what I'm doing right now and so it's unfamiliar I was like I don't get nervous when I walk around North Philly because like that's where I'm from that's you know that's familiar to me but like oh, this, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm, well you know I'm a G so I don't get nervous <laughs> Well, are you? Do you rep Upper Darby, or where do you say you from? Whoa! Don't, this is live, right? And this is being recorded right now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I just rep. I'm from Philadelphia because I've 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 lived in more places than Waldo. You know, so <laughs> that's true. I was like, I feel like you've been all around the city. I've been everywhere except for North Philly. You have in South Philly. That's true. You have. I've never lived in North Philly. I've never lived in South Philly. Every everywhere else in Northeast, I've never lived. Only worked in Northeast, so yeah. But those are places I don't travel to. Oh. So I guess I just stay in West and Southwest. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, I, I am definitely light skin, light skin nigga. I guess. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Well, I like I, I said. I think um, I get nervous. You know, and I think it's because of like what society has told people who look like me and from what I've experienced, you know? And so, I mean, I still do it. And like, you know, we had a shirt this year that said, say, even when your voice shakes and I'm like, I say it's scared. I say it nervous, but I, I was talking to someone and it was like, I wonder if our white counterparts have the same amount of nerves that we have when they get into certain rooms, like in boardrooms. And I was like, probably not. Um, or it probably looks different. Um, kind of thing. So, yeah. It's, it's sad that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never asked a, a, a white person, like, hey, like, you know, does, I, I mean, I, I've, I've always heard them say they're nervous before, but I'm pretty sure that they don't have to be like, hey, man, it's a lot of white faces in here. I don't know if I'm just, I'm going to blend in with the rest of them or I'm going to stand out. Right. I don't know. Right. You know, it's uh, 
our, ours is always, oh man, there's not a lot of black people here. Dang, there was a one, there was a black person here before me, and oh wow, they they looks like they're they're uh, what they said was better than me, man. I don't, I'll definitely don't got, I ain't gonna get this, you know. But those are things that go through our head, you know. Right, right, yeah, for sure. And then for me, like I'm younger too, um, so like I'm probably one of the youngest executive directors, like um, in the field right now, you know. And so th- there's that too. So like me being black, me being a woman, being, me being young, me being a person with a disability. And so, so it's always so interesting when I go into these rooms and I sit in these meetings and like, sometimes I have like imposter syndrome and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't even know if I belong here. Um, but I do belong here. Well, only, only, dis- only disability you guys being happy too damn much. <laughs> I killed you. Which is probably why your middle name Joy, because uh, you just happy. I'm like, Christina, it's okay to to kill somebody sometimes. <laughs> He's like, turned down for what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to, um, because it, it's something that was sitting me for a, a while that, you know, of course, I, I've always been a fan of what you do. Uh, I always give you your kudos because I feel like it's a, it's a tough, it's it's already a tough um, background to be in, you know, with with having to deal with you know certain people in that field and and having to see um, the monsters and all that, you know, right. um, that that you have that you deal with on a day to day basis, you know. Um, but you you know you you always do it with a smile on your face. I try, I try. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So what you know so when's your when's your next walk? Um, so we just finished in October. We had a whole twenty seven day virtual walk. But our next project we're doing, um, one of the grants we received was to do a community garden in North Philly. And so we are going to start that process at the end of November, we just wrapped up like our, we was on like, we was on a lot in October. We went to like three shelters in October and cause we received a grant to do, um, we received a grant to do programming around period poverty. And so period poverty looks at how expensive the hygiene products are for people who menstruate. And so we raised awareness about like what period poverty is, how it impacts the women in the shelter. And then we did, we gave them like a month's worth of, feminine hygiene products and we did a letter writing campaign so we're wrapping that up we have one more visit november 18th and then after that we're going into our community garden which will probably take us to the end of the spring you know to flush out yo let, let me know if you need any volunteers I sure will because uh, my wife is huge on planting and the school where i'm at she actually, she was like asking me that. She asked me to ask the principal because they had a garden out here. Um, she was like, ask her if she would be okay with me doing the garden. And, you know, that's I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I would, you know, any way I could help, you know, for the calls, you know, I would, I would like to, you know, help out. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely keep you posted. We are in the beginning stages of it, so we're gonna like create different forms and stuff to see like you know and just make sure we can organize volunteers in the best way because we want 
we're going to need volunteers at every step of the process, right? Like before we break the land, once we break the land, and then like afterwards. So yes, I would definitely keep you posted. So what, um, what's, the, what's the rest of your day looking like? You got some other um, uh, meetings to attend to? No, finally I get to chill. Thank God. I feel like October was crazy and you were the only thing on my schedule today. So that was so nice. Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> yes. I'm. I'm excited. I'm like just like processing everything that just happened last month. So yeah. What's next for yeah, Melanie yeah. and Dad? What's next for Melanie and Dad? So when I first started this, I wanted to do like a documentary. I was going to do a documentary on Black fathers. Um. Hold on. Um. I just um. I just did a documentary with Black Fathers. Oh, well, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be, that's what I wanted to start at. And then it's going to, but then I transition it to this podcast first. And I've met so many, um, so many like um, Black film directors in Philly um, that, that I wanted to um, work with and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be a huge project because you don't see that on social media. You don't see that in the world where, we're displaying and encouraging and uplifting and, and, and branding um, what it means to be a black dad, um, a black father, a black person in this country, you know, because I have some people who don't have kids, but they still have a story to tell because they got their own stuff they're dealing with, you know, and right now in our country is not the, the, the best time for us to be the color we are, you know, so um, it, it, that's, that's, that's where my end goal is. Um, that is dope. Well, let me know if you have a release party. I'm sure let me know. We, can, we should definitely have a release. Fee, um, release your documentary. That is huge. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Um, I, I've been. This will be. This will be my 18th episode that me and you talking. So I already put out 18, 18 episodes already. And um, over over seven hundred and fifteen. Nice. So I just hit seven seven fifteen, and um, it's only going up from there. You know, I I uh, I just signed up for a couple um like LinkedIn's that are for podcasts. Nice. So. Um, that's what's up. I'm so proud so of you. That's, that's, that's my. That's my um. I, I've been trying to be more active. Uh, I'm still my the same uh, uh lazy person, but I've been trying to you know fit some other things in and you know um just put put my brain out there, put my name out there, and um it's all every conversation I've had has always been something that that I've I've taken things from to to better myself. Yeah, you know? and I think it's interesting because when I think of you and. So I do a lot of work with intersectionality and intersectionality looks at the different identities we hold. So like for me, like I'm a mom, I'm black, I'm a woman. And so when I think of you, the two things that come to my mind is you being a dad. Like I feel like my whole life, you've been a dad, even though you just became a dad. With him. But I feel like you're, you're whole dad. Yeah, my whole life I've been a dad. <laughs> I feel like you've always been a dad. <laughs> and like you've always worked. Like those are the two identities that stick out the most to me, like throughout your time as an adult. And I just remember you being a very intentional dad too so i think it's dope that you you know created this platform 
Yeah, because it's a it's a lot of dads that have have had the same story as me, um, have the same you know struggles as me, and um, I I didn't I didn't have a lot of people like I had friends that asked questions to, but I never heard somebody's voice that had the same struggles. Right, as me. and it's like you said, there's so many people out there, right. so I'm glad you're doing this. But um, but what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this because I gotta get back to work. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Work and dad. That's the only thing I know. You. <laughs> and my husband. Yeah, yeah. They they look they looking for me. I'm in the room hiding like like a slave right now. <laughs> you wanna go punch that clock? All right. Well, thank you so much. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> but um, so what I usually do on on the end of all my episodes, I always just do like a a, a key takeaway. Okay. So my key takeaway. Yo, so yeah, so the building I'm in has like not really good service. Oh no, first. So I was just saying, like, I usually do a key takeaway, but I, yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna do a takeaway this time. I think I'm gonna do like an action plan, a call. To okay. Action. Love it. Like our conversation was a little different as far as like my normal ones I have. So I don't okay. really think I can do that same one. But I would say definitely a call to action would be that if you if you or someone that you do know is facing different types of domestic abuse, because there is different forms. There's, you know, mental, there's a lot of different ones that you know somebody could beat you up without actually physically harming you right like financial yeah yeah um do you do you work with all those type of different people yes and then on our website we also have like under our resource tabs we have resources broken out into different types of abuse right so there's mental abuse and so we have a list of mental health resources we have a list of financial resources that'll help like you repair your credit or you know invest and then we have like physical resources we have um spiritual resources yours will go under spiritual um and so we like try to list all the different people we know who provide these services um so yeah so all for that i'll make sure that the website is in um it's attached to the video um and the audio because I've been actually getting a little bit better with uploading uh, episodes on YouTube as well. So for my YouTube people, so I've been doing, but what's the website? Um, it's www.purplehouseprojectpa.org. So I know you was asking me earlier what, also I'm, I'm planning on trying to get out some like, um, some like hoodies. And, yes. Um, and like 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 beanie hats and that's what i'm trying to do next it's just is that now that my cousin who now lives in florida i would have asked him to ha you know help me out because that's all he do yeah but hashtag soe <laughs> yep shout out to soe so that's my next uh my next adventure is trying to get into that and um you know you know get getting getting that out there just to you know, help build because I eventually want to um, 
you know, brand it off to where I can, you know, I know you, you said you're looking at a location. Eventually I want to get a location, you know, so my wife can, you know, get her salon where it needs to go. And then, you know, I can try to figure out a spot to maybe possibly have a, a podcast area there. I don't know. You know, that'd be so dope. I think that'd be on awesome. Mine, my mind has finally started turning after so many years of it being stuck in one mode. It's been the corporate life. So, yeah. Just trying, I think you had just to get freed to, from that. Yeah, I really think you had to get freed yep. from that in order to be where you are right now. Yeah, yeah I had to. Um, I mean, money-wise, it wasn't the best solution, but I mean, money money's only going to take you for so long, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I tell everybody, if we did a key takeaway today, I started Purple House Project with like, Mm, probably like $50. Like I, you know, I put $50 down at that bowling alley, 50 turned into a thousand, you know, I sold those tickets. And so right. money is something that'll come and go. But as long as your passion is there and the platform, it'll take you anywhere you need to go. I need the rainbow to come by and say the more, come by and say what? The, the more, you know, rainbow. <laughs> something like this. Yeah. That's a, uh... That, that, yeah, I need that to stop by. This uh, this whole service issue is definitely throwing me off my little groove. This definitely should have been one recording. Now it's about to be 30 different recordings. Oh, my God. Can you merge it? Yeah, but then my laziness starts to kick in, and I just start putting them up by, like, part one and part two. No, don't be chopping this girl in our car. <laughs> they're going to be like, wait, wait, they're talking about this, but this should have been in the beginning. Why is this talk? <laughs> nah, I'm a I'm gonna I'm make sure because I gotta cut out some um, some background noise and stuff. So I'm 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 gonna take care of it. But yeah, you know, this thing has been a pleasure. Continue doing the uh, the work for the cause. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, that if you if Purple House was not around, it would be a lot more uh, people who are dealing with domestic violence um, that wouldn't be able to have the outlets and resources that they need to. Um, get past that, you know. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it, cuz. No and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I look forward yeah. to purchasing my Melanin Dad sweatshirt. Yeah, one day I'm gonna get it together. You're gonna get it together. I'm gonna send you yeah, a couple I'm things gonna... offline. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you. Send me whatever you have that's gonna motivate me to get it done because uh, logos and, and, and trying to figure out like how it's gonna be it's you know sometimes it just be like, i'd be like oh fuck it you know so um but it's been a pleasure cousin thank you for joining me on my 18th episode of melon and dead and this will be out in two weeks oh yep. thank you thank you thank you love you have a good rest of your day take care <laughs>